0: You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com slash Therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com slash Therapy30.
1: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parker and Andrew Filippone. The next game is the Giants and Jacks.
2: Mmm. Okay,
1: (laughs) the zombie Giants that cannot be killed.
2: You a born Giants fan. Yes. Are you believing? Is there anything that they could do? Because you correctly pointed out that the market does not believe. Is there anything they could do? Because they won again and they were resilient. And they came back. Four fourth quarter comebacks this year, Pony. Most of any team in the NFL. Is there anything the Giants could do to make you believe that they are a good team this year?
1: Well, I think they'd have to beat. I think they'd have to win one of their games against Philly. I think they'd almost have to do something like that or go to Dallas and win. You know, like what they're doing here is I think they've moved. Are they still, you know, overachieving? Yeah, the point differential, I think they're plus 27 at 6-1. and one. You know, that's not. The math doesn't add up there. Yeah. You know, they're winning all these coin flips. You know, they're hot at the blackjack table or whatever analogy you want to use. But like, I think they have crossed the Rubicon to like, there's always a team like this that things just click in a season. I think they are that kind of team at the moment. I think they'll probably still finish around like 10 and seven off a six and one start. And, you know, that's a hell of a first season for a coach of a franchise that has been the last five years tied with the Jets for, like, the fewest wins in the entire NFL. So, I mean, from, like, you've got to love, as a Giants fan, the way that they've won despite injuries and no production from wide receiver and getting Daniel Jones to take the turnovers out of his game. I mean, that's awesome like as long as you just have the bar of like they're getting way better and they're probably going to make the playoffs and if and everything from there is like gravy then you know kudos to the giants
2: i think if i was them doing them. a show on wfan talking about the giants i think i would lead with dable every week i think i think that's the 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 story
1: and and, and i and i agree and even though you know such a hardcore fan uh, you know, New York City sports fan, they demand winning. They demand greatness. I also think that they've been so beaten down by being so bad for so long. The fact that they're kind of fluky, I would not want to. To me, is there room for criticism that they're not a great team? Sure. But I just don't think that that matches the um, the personality and feelings of their fan base right now, where they're just overjoyed, regardless of how they're finding a way to win games. I think that that's probably what I, the emotion that I would go by. Yeah, like, I, this me is, too. But I would, but I would be
2: saying, like, we talked about this a bit last week. Today, no fumbles, no interceptions, five fewer penalties than your opponent. Yeah. Quarterback only sacked once, tough defensive stand at the end of the game. Fourth fourth quarter comeback this year. That's the sign of a disciplined, well coached football team. I agree. So like I I would be talking about it purely in that lens. Don't get don't get emotional on Saquon. Don't get emotional on Daniel Jones. Don't think you're better than you are. You're not going to get as good of a draft pick as you wanted. But like, I think you might have made the best hire of this hiring cycle. Yep and in a league that is like coach quarterback gm is those three people on a 53 man salary cap sport is like 75% of the battle
1: i agree you know? and it's going to get the it's going to get the offensive coordinator who broke all the shit in the booth after the dolphins game in buffalo it's going to get him a head coaching job this next hiring cycle too Because now Dable has proven that it wasn't just Josh Allen. That maybe there's a culture in being under McDermott. And it's going to start a whole coaching tree for him, I think, too. Based on what Dable has done.
2: It it, it might. Um, In fact, I think
1: he'll be the Panthers' next coach. Mark my words. Okay. But Dorsey? Yes. Okay. I like that. Um, Uh, And as far as the game, I think you had an interesting spin on this. The Ravens and Browns game you wanted to make a point about how the browns are two and five but what's really the difference between them and the Ravens another Maybe game I watch, I another game I watched a lot of um
2: I had the over there and I have no idea how that game did not go over 43 and a half that I like a, that I have no idea but um so one team's in first place the other has four straight losses. And I watched that game, and I was like, this is the Spider-Man meme, man. (laughs) Like, super flawed offensive teams with one really special player on each. I know Andrews is very good, but hasn't been at super productive. Like, Lamar, super special. Chubb, super special. Defenses with name talent that should be way better than they are. Neither strikes any fear into you whatsoever Cleveland's been losing Baltimore's pulled off some close wins they would each present unique matchup challenges for any team in the league Lamar would Chubb would Mm -hmm. but there's no scenario right now where I see either of them being able to rattle off three playoff wins to like actually be a, a contender in their conference to me it's like the perfect encapsulation of the razor-thin margin between first and last in the NFL.
1: And I think the Ravens are in the wrong conference. Because the Ravens, I think, possess a lot of the qualities of, like, the Rams and now, like, to an even lesser extent, the Packers and the Buccaneers just because of how bad they looked this Sunday. But if Baltimore were 4-3 and in the NFC, it would be like, you know what, like, all it takes is one good two or three week stretch. Yeah. They can do that based on the quality of teams they're matching up with and playing. But it just doesn't, it just seems so daunting in the AFC, even if they win that division, it just doesn't seem like something like these aspirations that the Ravens were just going to go back to being the team that they were a couple of years ago. I just don't see that happening now. You know, like, you talk about coach quarterback GM combination. There was the expectation there in Baltimore that they had all those three, three things locked down this year. They'd made all the right moves in the draft and in the offseason. I'm not seeing it, Danny. And I'm pessimistic on those things coming together for them over the next Yeah, I would. Of
2: I would I would I would be too. Uh and obviously the Browns thing, there's just the huge variable of are they getting a top five to seven quarterback? Right. That obviously would. Change the dynamic of like the long-term future but they've lost too many games yeah to, to to be relevant this to be relevant the rest of this season but Chubb by the way has some uh some challenges we'll get to that at the last game but Jets and Broncos here this was such a dead nuts under both these defenses are good
1: are we willing to say that yeah right can I tie in this game to the last one in a way? Please. I want to run something by you. Yeah, please. If I'm the Jets, I would trade for Kareem Hunt tomorrow by the end of this podcast. Makes too much sense. Hunt's, in the, last, Hunt's in the last year of his deal. He, I think he touched the ball three times for minus four yards. I think he had a touchdown. But he was like, at the he goal line, But he was like, barely used. Chubb's great. You want to give it to him. He averages like nine yards a carry when he actually gets the ball. Um. You know the the Browns are now two and five. He wanted to leave there anyways. This is a perfect situation. Trade him but, to New but, York.
2: But what? Why? Like what? Do you, what? Why do you want to
1: trade for a one year running back just to? If I'm the Jets, yeah. I'm five and two right now. My other running back is more of a second running back who's a complimentary back. I do that even if he has a great second half for me. Who cares? Hall will come back for off his ACL. Hunt will become a free agent, and he's a guy that I know can kind of fit the mentality of our team, which is, you know, we wanted to pound Hall a lot and use him, some explosiveness. I think Hunt still has that. I think Hunt still, maybe not a top 15 running back, but I think he's a top 25 running back in the league. Yeah, I just, I mean, like you know, I was okay with the McCaffrey
2: swing because you're trying to win a Super Bowl. I don't think the Jets are winning a Super Bowl, but like if you're telling me no, it's you a- got to go
1: for the playoffs now, and if you give up, you know, they they've gotten a bunch of picks. You trade like a day three. I think you trade a day three pick for him. And the Browns are they're not an old school front office. They know the writings on the wall with Hunt. They know the writings on the wall this season. I think they'd flip him for like a for like a six that might turn into a fifth based on how. How jet season goes,
2: yeah. yeah, I mean I yeah, listen that's th- a trade are... that makes too much
1: sense for both
2: teams not to do, yeah those are that's those those are lottery tickets. I like it, um if we're the the Broncos defense
0: selling a little or a lot. to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash Podcast.
2: This story has happened in Chicago like probably nine times in my lifetime, where it's like at some point in the season, reporters are just going into the locker room and asking defensive players if they resent the offensive players because the defense is so clearly Super Bowl caliber and the offense is supposed to be good and they invested in it and it's just like they're letting them down and the offense gets talked about more than the defense and the defensive guys don't get their shine the Broncos defense is incredible it I mean I know the Jets aren't great but what is it now it's Is it seven or eight touchdowns they've allowed
1: this year in seven games? It's crazy. I think what might happen there is I could see them firing the head coach, obviously, at the end of the year. But in the interview process for the next head coach, they want to keep the defensive coordinator around for the next head coach. I would 100% consider that if I were them. It just, that, that, that hurts your interview pool, right? It's like,
2: you know, it, it, but, but it's, it's obviously working and you should hire an offensive coach to figure out what the hell's going on with your quarter of a billion dollar quarterback, who again, you just are kind of happy. He's hurt because he's been so bad, but I would just like in that division, I would love to have seen, like we were, we were right on Denver. We didn't think it was going to be this bad, But I would have loved to have seen them be a competent offense with by far the best defense in the division to just kind of like change it up a bit compared to how those other teams are constructed. It would have been it would have just been great theater because the defense is awesome and there's nothing there offensively for them. It was an unwatchable offensive game. And Williams and Gardner are great. Gardner's a top 10 corner in the NFL already. The guy's
1: awesome. Like, very clearly going to be and, a $100 million cornerback. And back very to cool. our earlier conversation about the Bengals, what the Bengals did offensively against the Jets now looks even better. Yeah. If they went again, in like there. They're doing
2: it against Ripon and the Broncos offense. Like, they're one of the worst offenses in the league. But I
1: watched a decent amount and I thought. No, but what I'm saying is the only offense all year that's kicked the Jets' ass was Cincy's whole year right Baltimore
2: defense is good
1: Baltimore just hit a couple of fluke plays they didn't march the ball up and down the field on them the only team that's taken the ball and gone 75 yards repeatedly on them was Cincinnati yeah they didn't get credit for that at the time but they should now based on how good we know these young guys are for the Jets defense
2: yeah no you're right those were two two bad offenses against two good defenses Like that, that was, that was what that game was. It was not just, it was not just bad offense. Uh, Josh Jacobs had a monster. I pulled it up because I have my 11 to one ticket on Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb at 649, Saquon at 616, and then Jacobs all the way back at 490. And then Miles Sanders, 485. And then Lamar Jackson is your fifth leading rusher in the NFL. In the contract year. Just not given a bleep of, of, about it. Uh, all the res- all the respect in the world. You think it's a two-horse race or a three-horse race for the Russian crown? You think Jacobs is, is still in the mix with Barkley and Chubb? He looks awesome. Yeah,
1: I did not see this coming at all. He looks you know, so I good. Did. When McDaniels made Jacobs play in the Hall of Fame game in August, I thought he might cut the guy. I mean, <laughs> I really did. I just did not... His first couple of years with Oakland, he had 1,000-yard seasons. I thought it was more because of volume. I thought he was a pedestrian running back. Um, he is not. He, well, he is a brick house. And everybody thought that offensive line was shit. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's honestly – it's a stunning development. And it's really something – that makes you think about the Raiders. Like, if that running back is that good, and we know what Adams is, and they can run block well enough for the for this kind of monster season, like, okay, like that, you, you're you've got something there now.
2: Yeah, he's only twenty four, or no, excuse me, yeah, no, twenty four. No, but I'm in the draft and 24 years old. What,
1: what I'm saying is last year they made the playoffs and they had an unbelievable record in the fourth quarter and overtime of games that w- won't happen again. But their offense right now is much better than last year's team that made the playoffs. Not even close. You've added Waller and you've got an elite running back now. Yeah.
2: You've so, added Adams.
1: Yeah, like they're two and four. But... I think any and not just the lip service. I think every team that plays the Raiders from here on out will say the the like the when the coach talks the week the the Tuesday or Monday before the game will be like this team is fucking good. And
2: we talked about it in the preview. 1 point loss to the Chiefs at Arrowhead, 2 point loss in Tennessee, 6 point loss to the Cardinals. In overtime, crazy, weird, terrible collapse. Fluky, one out of a hundred loss. Five point loss to the Chargers in the opener. Like no embarrassing losses, all by six points or less. Jacobs' last three games, 143, 154, 144. Who's their next game? Rushing yards. Um, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up real quick. Waller didn't play today, by the way. Yeah. Um in, At the Saints, yeah, in 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 New Orleans, in Jacksonville, home against Indy, in Denver, in Seattle, home against the Chargers. Yeah, they they definitely can go on a run. They can get hot, man. They definitely they
1: absolutely can.
2: can. They definitely can. Um, yeah, that you know you still would worry a little bit about pass protection. Who um, would you
1: bet to finish second in that division right now? The Chargers or Raiders? Prisoner of the moment, I know. Prisoner of the moment. But yeah,
2: I don't know. The I, honestly, dude, Jacobs has looked because he also it, it, there hasn't been like an eighty yarder. He's averaging like seven yards of carries last three games with his with a long. Of you don't want to bail yards. on the
1: uh, you don't want to bail on the Chargers, but you know the right answer is the Raiders.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't. That's exactly right. You know me very well. That's right. I don't want to. I don't want to say it because I still think the hey. Chargers crazy talented but yeah, it's it's final
1: out. um f- just a s- comment from you on the game Monday night between the Patriots and Bears as a Chicago guy let's hear it. quick one I'd like to believe that with the mini buy
2: that Matt Eberflus would be able to show me something but he's on the road against Bill Belichick with Justin Fields that doesn't bode well I think that it's going to be unwatchable offensive football. I think Dirty Bill did his patented seven-minute diatribe to open the week where he said that the Bears are a great team, and he named every player on their special teams unit like just to show how much he studied and how much he knows, and then they're going to win by 24 points.
1: If the Bears don't cover seven and a half, I have to pick up the tab on a four-hour open bar here. Next week. So what are you doing? You're you're just eating Taco Bell and picking
2: up tabs. You're just you're just radio stunt guy now. I love no, that. I'm not.
1: Well, hold on.
2: I first of all, I love that about you. You wore a wig this year. <laughs> like, no, why, so, we
1: hosting together again. I love that. That's great. So we do we do a we do like a pick of the week that we're most confident in, and I have gotten it wrong every. I'm I'm literally zero and six. <laughs> So and we listen, just get it.
2: You get it right. You just have to do something if you no, get it wrong. We, we
1: just keep upping the ante like you know, you, you know, I'm so sure of this pick now because I've gotten the last five wrong. Yeah. Did that you eat the $28 worth of Taco Bell? That's item? gonna be that's gonna be on Thursday.
2: You're eating the Taco Bell on Thursday.
1: Yeah, and I have no input on what items are in that order at all.
2: I no I, I, I saw that qualifier on twitter that doesn't matter there's no combination of 28 dollars worth of tacos. <laughs> hey, people are like oh you got to do the cheesy gordita crunch no you just got to do 40 tacos <laughs> it doesn't matter like seven
1: cheesy burritos or 30 tacos is equally horrifying i'm actually this is not a joke when people are listening to this monday morning I will be on my way to the doctors because my doctor wants to talk about like this whole situation with me in terms no. of how my, I swear to God <laughs> in terms of how my body will respond and react to it. Yeah. You're in good shape. I'm okay. You I have horrible... play basketball.
2: You have a job. I do. I still, can...
1: I still play, but I, I have, I have horrible anxiety. I don't know if you suffer from that. Uh, Yeah, I do. But but so so your doctor is worried about your anxiety because of Taco Bell? Well, just like, you know, thinking about it for days. I've been, I have been for two weeks. I've been worried about this. Why? Because I don't want to, are you like a crazy healthy eater? I don't want to get fucking sick. And I know I'm going to get sick, dude. Oh, sack up. (laughs) You'll be fine. I've been taking probiotics every day for the last 6 days to get ready for this. Yeah. What are you, my newborn? <laughs> <laughs> like you're making the transition to formula? What the hell's the matter with you? Yeah, man. You'll be fine. No, I'm not going to be fine. You just went on a soliloquy 3 minutes ago stating the reasons why this is not going to work for me.
2: Well, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be difficult and you're going to like your stomach's going to hurt and you're going to have a long bathroom stint that's going
1: to hurt. Which but- how has Taco Bell managed to stay around this long? and prosper when everyone says that it just makes you sick? How have they maintained? Well, most people go and get like a quesadilla
2: with a taco kicker and then, you know, feel a little bad on the back end. Most people don't eat $28 in a sitting.
1: No, but it's like everybody even, you just said it there, on the back end. It's like Taco Bell is synonymous with people having to shit. And if I took over Taco Bell, if I were their CEO, that would be the type of br- brand change that I would be working on.
2: Uh yeah, maybe like, that's have, why like, they have,
1: maybe that's why they have Pete Davidson doing their commercials now.
2: Yeah, that'll solve it. Like how like how Domino's did their big rebrand. Yeah, that one actually worked, by the way. They're like, "Hey, our bad. Our pizza was bad, but now it's good. You try it. <laughs> we'll give you free delivery to try it." And everyone's like, eh, "Okay, free delivery." And they're like, "Damn, it's actually pretty good." Um. all All right all right first in pod subscribe rate review share with a friend thank you to spencer ray he's andrew filiponi i'm danny parkins we'll talk to you after thursday night football peace